brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. I put a spell on you. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, October 31st, 7 a.m. Brenda. You got me dancing. Patrick, with you on this morning blend. You're a good dancer. Don't hurt your hip. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in on this cold Halloween morning. Patrick joining us in studio today, dressed as Crimson Tide. Oh, I guess so. Okay. I was Martyr Red. Maybe. A I told you I wanted to be St. Dennis for, for Halloween. You did. Now, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the story of St. Dennis, uh, yeah, it's a ghoulish one. It, it, it is a, a little, little bit. bit. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but also a wonderful story of evangelization, you know, and that's what we do. So he, uh, he lost his head, but he picked up his head <laughs> and was preaching the word of God, holding his head, and evidently continued to walk for some seven miles. Wow. And, and where he dropped, then eventually where he died, that is where I believe it's the Basilica of St. Denis is located in France. So okay. I think that that's the story, but it's always kind of captivates the imagination and makes a, a very cool Halloween costume. Nice. So I did not plan a Halloween costume, but then when I was looking at myself after I got dressed, I have my striped <laughs> sweater on. It does scream a little bit of uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, little, I was thinking right? esca- escape, you know, from Alcatraz. Or like Alcatraz, you, you, right, I do. Right, yeah. I, I've got stripes on this morning. <laughs> so anyway. well, we Clint hope... Eastwood, escape from Alcatraz. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah. He carved like a face that looked or painted oh, the face right. of himself, yeah, right? Movie. That was a good movie. Clint Eastwood, thanks for that one. I'm going to go watch that one. So, well, hopefully your Halloween morning is getting started right. Uh, I am ready for trick-or-treaters. My pumpkins are out on the front yard. But I couldn't find my Halloween bin of... you know, uh, decorations. I've got my little special Halloween candy bowl. So I'm going to have to send uh, Christian into the back regions of our attic to see if we can find it. Might have got pushed back behind the Christmas decorations last year, but we shall see. Patrick. So you have a whole section of your attic with Halloween decorations. Oh, it, seasons for wow. sure. Because there's the Easter bin and then there's the fall bin and then there's the Halloween bin. And then there's literally like the rest of it's the Christmas bin. That is a level of organization. I do not comprehend. I, I get so crazy about the <laughs> the bins. Is, is I put even like my Christmas decoration bins are put in order of how I want to have them pulled out so that way I can decorate and you and my order. sister. Wow, <laughs> that is the that is just like really really on on the money. I'm 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 impressed. Oh, I'm impressed. Well, thank you. So you know it we're celebrating Halloween, but let's put a Catholic spin on it okay. because we have got something really special going on, and that is the Triduum of All Hallowtide. The church celebrates that over the next three days. So triduum means three. And All Hallowtide is Halloween, 
All Saints Day and All Souls Day. That's so perfect. We, we've got this big three-day celebration where we we celebrate those that have gone before us, and and uh, you know it's we we kind of approach death in a different way as Catholic as absolutely Catholics, right. You and, are one hundred percent right. It's, it's like the continuing of the journey on the other side, and uh, it's not something to be feared. It's not something to be superstitious about it is actually something to celebrate it's something quite beautiful because it's going to happen to all of us that's right and so we enter into this triduum today so there's something beyond just this halloween getting candy and pumpkins and all that there's really a lot more significance to it okay but i'm just saying if you came and rang the doorbell at our house tonight <laughs> you're getting a full-size candy bar whoa i go full size whoa. for sure absolutely and always chocolate i do have a there's a smaller bag of backups but i usually don't get a, a lot of trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood so i can splurge a little well, bit you will now you just let the cat out of the bag <laughs> you gotta find my house in vancouver first too so anyway full-size candy bars. and then patrick so you've got your Martyr Red or Crimson Tide, however it is. But there are some top costumes that I looked up this oh. year. So these are the ones that you might see a lot of if you do get trick-or-treaters. Number one, Little Girl in Pink, Barbie. Oh. Barbie is the top girl costume this year. I've even seen big kids dressed up as Barbie. I think because of the Barbie movie that came out. I mean, going back, I, I remember Barbies. Barbies have been lot. around for yeah. a long time. Yeah, uh, Barbie, Tuesday Adams. I've dressed up as Tuesday Adams before and a cowgirl. So those are some of the top girl ones. The boys are going to be ninjas, Spider-Man, and dinosaurs. So there you go. So you can get your your blow up uh, T Rex <laughs> costume, Patrick, and just spend the afternoon. You know they're on sale. I saw this weekend <laughs> that they were on sale. I came that close to getting one. Oh, they're pretty gosh. cool, especially they when are. you see people running in them. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh well, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up on today's show. What do you have? Well, there's a kind of an interesting thing that happened at Oregon State yesterday. Down off campus, there was a big explosion, and if you remember back to last week, they were talking about the food service robots possibly having bombs on them. So, right. yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that kind of a you know unusual story coming out of Corvallis today. So, okay, and it is Halloween, and Patrick, you brought up the Catholic celebration of Halloween in lifestyle pieces today. We're going to talk about the origins of Halloween and whether or not it's okay for Catholics to actually go trick or treating. Let's so, find out. Yeah, we're going to have a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start things now with Matt Marr, Your Love Defends Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. You are my joy. You are my song. You are the well, the one I'm drawing from. You are my refuge, my whole life long. Where else would I go? Surely my God is the strength of my soul. Your love defends me. Your love defends me. And when I feel like all
Between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio from north of the border, that is Matt Marr. Pat and Brenda with you to get this Halloween morning started, and we have got something really special just ahead, a great devotion to the holy face of Jesus. We'll be talking with Father Carney all about this powerful devotion. You'll want to stick around for that next after we check weather. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MaterDayRadio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Another beautiful day in store for today, but that's going to change. Partly sunny, high near 58. Then tonight, 30% chance of rain rolling in, low about 43. 50% chance of rain tomorrow. And Brenda, we may have fog in the afternoon with precipitation amounts up to a quarter of an Ooh. inch. So yeah, going to change, going to change. So enjoy that uh, sunshine this afternoon. Sounds great. Currently 39 degrees holy redeemer catholic church in vancouver and much cooler down south 33 at saint alice in springfield our goal well it's heaven and god wants us to be with him our heavenly mother yearns for us to follow her son always interceding for those who ask but pitfalls surround us and the devil is vigilant in his effort to pull us away so if god wants us to be with him why does he allow this to happen to us well, in his new book, The Secret of the Holy Face, Father Lawrence Carney reveals the essence and history of the Holy Face devotion, its apostles, and how to save society and the church from her foes. Father Carney is joining me this morning to tell us more about this incredible book. Good morning, Father Carney. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda, and thank you for having me. Well, perhaps for those who have not heard or are new to this devotion, tell us a little bit about the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face. Okay, yeah, the Arch Confraternity was established by Pope Leo XIII in 1885, and it's basically taking the Old Testament forward into the New Testament, and the Old Testament, God told us in Leviticus, if we don't follow His commandments, He's going to punish us. And if we follow his commandments, he's going to bless us. Well, in the New Testament, the time that we live in now, our human family has been blaspheming God and being irreverent and not honoring him on his, you know, his Sabbath day. And so he established this arch confraternity in the church because it's a blueprint of how we can turn that around, because the Arch Confraternity was established to make reparation for the sins of blasphemy and profanation of Sundays. And one of the first members to enroll was St. Therese of Lisieux of the Child Jesus of the Holy Face. Uh, 
so this is a real clear way for hopefully a million people soon to get engaged to fight the revolution against God by mounting a counter-revolution through this arch confraternity uh, with the holy face of Jesus being a very powerful and efficacious way to overcome the evil that we have today. So why is this image, Father Carney, the image and the face of Jesus? Why is this dedication or this devotion to the holy face destined to save our society? Well, very good question, Brenda. Uh, Blessed Pius IX told us that reparation is destined to save society. Reparation is one of the four ends of sacrifice. There being adoration, thanksgiving, petition, and reparation. Now, his holy face is very important because Jesus told Sister Mary St. Peter, who was a Carmelite in Tours, France in the 1840s, the the revelations that concern the devotion to the holy face. And we have observed that the holy face of God is mentioned over 800 times in the Old Testament. And in Leviticus 26, uh, the face of God is mentioned over and over. And it's, it's said, if you will follow my commandments, I will shine my face on you and give you a blessing. But if you don't follow my commandments, basically, I'll shine my face and your enemies will take you down and enslave you. So his face is not only an object of benevolence, the beatific vision like St. Thomas Aquinas talks about, that being the end goal for everyone, to go to heaven and to see God face to face. But his face also affects good and evil. So they covered up the face of Jesus Christ during the mock trial right before his crucifixion because I read in the Bible that it seems like his face was shining bright and they didn't want that because they were children of the darkness but we're children of the light, and we want his face to shine upon the whole world. So that's what we're about, and that's why his face is so important. Well, if you want to understand this just a little bit better, you can read The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. It is out by Tan Books. Father Lawrence Carney is the author and joining me today. Father, you had mentioned this just a moment ago, and you were talking about wanting to get a million people enrolled into this devotion. What does that mean to enroll in a devotion like this, and why is one million the number? I put that number out there because God has a preordained number of faithful people that need to rise up to combat the revolution against Him. So, since we're human, we we need targets, we need goals. So I just threw that number out there, a million. Mm. You know, Gideon only needed 300 to take down the Midianites. And so usually God's crew is greatly outnumbered against the enemy. And that's why Leviticus uh, talks about if there's five of you, you'll take 100 of the enemy. And if there's, there's um, 100 of you, you'll take 10,000 of the enemy. So in math... That's exponential power uh, over the enemy. So people can enroll by 
simply signing up with the Arch Confraternity and Tours, and we have a website, martinians.org, where people can do that. And also there can be other little confraternities that pop up around the world over time, and that's how I hope that people of goodwill will enroll, because once someone gets into the Arch Confraternity, there are six conditions that have to be fulfilled, and when people start to live out this devotion, then we will get the promises, because the curse that God told Sister Mary St. Peter is that I'm going to send a revolutionary man into the world against the Church and against the world. Now, when someone gives the curse, they also have the power to give the blessing. So God has the power to give the curse, He has the power to give the blessing, and the blessing is if we follow His commandments and we turn around committing so many sins against the commandments, especially the first three commandments, because those deal with directly with God. If we can't get the first three right, it's not going to be easy to get the last mm. seven right, which deal with our neighbor. Father Carney, as we were preparing for our interview today, I was telling you about how there's just been these incredible signs that God seems to be giving us about this dedication. One includes the receiving of this book. Another was recently for our share we gave away these beautiful prayer books that arrived to us prayers on the holy face and then when we delved a little further we realized that the motto of our own archbishop alexander sample is to contemplate the face of christ and it just seems all of a sudden now we're just everywhere and perhaps it's these people dedicated that are really bringing forward this message for you how did you discover this vocation and how has it worked in your own life well i discovered the priesthood by uh, six-year-old, I was in a classroom, and a redemptorist priest gave me a card of uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Help, and I saw real eyes in it, in, in Our Lady, and I thought, oh, I need to be a, a priest if a priest can do that. And, you know, I've become a priest. You mentioned that Archbishop has the motto, I really need to get in contact with His Grace, there's a priest, Father Eric Anderson, who's friends with him. Absolutely. We know him well. You know him well. Okay. So that's a connection there. And I wanted to really go back even deeper as to why are you getting all these connections? And it's because people are starting to pray, not just praying in general, but people are starting to pray specifically the way this Arch Confraternity is set up. And so that's the beautiful thing that's happening, is I'm confident there's going to be a million people that are going to be faithful to this. And it, I mean, it's contingent on our human family uh, to, to fulfill the requirements of this devotion, which has been a secret up until now. And Jesus even revealed this to Sister Mary St. Peter, that great Carmelite, that this devotion would not take off at the beginning. Well, that was 1840. It didn't take off completely. It kind of got some ground. And he said that there's going to be apostles in the latter times that will promote this devotion. They will become apostles of my faith. Father Lawrence, this has been an incredible conversation, and we're really starting to make connections now, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our conversation in the next half hour? Certainly. 
And it's 723 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Hey, Father Lawrence Carney is going to be coming to town for the 8th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. And that's coming up on Saturday, December 9th at St. Stephen's Parish here in Portland. Going to be a great event, and you're going to learn so much about this Holy Face devotion. If you want to find out more about that event or any event happening here locally in our Catholic community, best place to check it out is the Hail Mary Media app and our community calendar. It's interactive. It links right into your maps program. So it'll take you right to the event too. It does everything but drive the car for you. And we're working on that. So download it today. It's the Hail Mary media app and you can find it on your favorite platform as well as matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 with Mater Day Radio, Pat and Brenda on this Tuesday morning, Halloween. And just ahead, we got a little bit of a scary tale coming out of Corvallis in the campus of Oregon State University. More on that just ahead. And a little bit more history on the Catholic origins of Halloween. This is our holiday. Ooh, Let's I can't wait celebrate to find it. Out. So we, that all coming up in news. Here is Ali Aliyah. Race along. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Emancipation can't be tempered With all I have to give I offer you A partnership, a godly passion Between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio, that's Ali Aliyah and Race Along. It's 7.30. And in your news this hour, in the Catholic Church, the first days of November are an important time for remembering those who have come and gone before us, both the holy men and women who are canonized saints in heaven and our departed loved ones, we hope and pray, are also partaking in the beatific vision. At the Vatican, Pope Francis will mark this holy and significant season with prayer and two liturgies. On the Solemnity of All Saints on November 1st, Pope Francis will give a short address and lead the Angelus from a window overlooking St. Peter's Square at noon Rome time. It is the Pope's custom to lead an Angelus on holy days of obligation. Since All Saints Day falls on a Wednesday this year, Pope Francis will not hold his usual weekly general audience. For All Souls Day on November 2nd, he will continue his recent custom of holding a Mass at a cemetery to pray for the dead. Since 2016, Pope Francis has celebrated a Mass at five different cemeteries in or near Rome. For 2023, Pope Francis will again return to a cemetery to mark All Souls Day. He will preside over a Mass at 10 a.m. at the Rome War Cemetery, which contains 426 Commonwealth burials from the Second World War. 
Then the following morning on November 3rd, Pope Francis will preside over a mass in St. Peter's Basilica for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict XVI and the bishops and cardinals who have died in the previous year. It is the Pope's practice to offer this mass sometime during the first week of November. An unusual story coming out of Corvallis today. An explosion took place near the Oregon State University campus yesterday afternoon. The college announced in a social media post. A 22-year-old man was injured and taken to the hospital, police said. The man is not a student at the school, according to authorities. The explosion happened in the 1300 block of Campus Way at McNary Field around 2.30 yesterday afternoon. You may recall that last Tuesday, Brenda, you mentioned this uh, on mm-hmm. the air. University officials warned students about a possible bomb threat via the food delivery robots that crisscross the campus. Authorities are still investigating yesterday's incident and any possible connection. A man has been arrested for allegedly knocking a parishioner unconscious inside a San Francisco Catholic church and throwing pipe bombs. Patrol callers during a car chase, authorities said the 42-year-old Concord man was arrested Sunday by California Highway Patrol officers in Martinez, east of San Francisco, following a 30-minute pursuit. The San Francisco Police Officers Association said on X, formerly known as Twitter, that there had been an assault at Saints Peter and Paul Church in North Beach. Archdiocesan spokesman Peter Marlowe told Catholic News Agency on Monday that the incident began after an individual received communion but did not consume the host. He said there was a visiting person also in attendance who stood up, confronted the person, and told him, you can't leave the church without consuming the host. The guy went off and punched him and ran out of the church. The man pulled a knife as he left the church and led officers who had responded to 911 calls on a car chase through city streets. City Supervisor Aaron Peskin told San Francisco Standard that police said the man set off a pipe bomb during the pursuit incident before subsequently igniting a Molotov cocktail. There were no serious injuries, they said, and the suspect was subsequently apprehended by San Francisco police. The parishioner who was hit was treated by uh, paramedics, but just fine. That's a disturbing story, Brenda, but, you know, underneath it, it really points to the power of the Eucharist. I mean, why would somebody go through all that if they didn't believe in the true presence? Oh, absolutely. Even if it, it was for nefarious purposes, mm-hmm. which it sounds like it was, but still that underlying belief was there, right? That's it. Oregon Congressman Earl Blumenauer announced Monday that he is not going to seek re-election in 2024 after spending 50 years in elected office, nearly 30 of which were as a U.S. congressman. The 75-year-old has served in the House of Representatives for the past 27 years, serving Oregon's 3rd District for 14 terms. He'll serve until the end of this term. Before his time in Congress, Blumenauer was a Multnomah County Commissioner and a Portland City Councilor. Faced with potential teacher strike that could close the largest school district in the state of uh, Oregon, Governor Tina Kotek said she expects both sides to do everything possible in the next 48 hours to figure it out. If Portland Public Schools and the Portland Associations of Teachers don't reach a deal by Wednesday, 81 schools in the Portland area could close, taking 
about 45,000 students out of the classroom just a couple of months into this school year. Governor Kotek speaking after a meeting of her task force to improve Portland City Center core, she said, respects the collective bargaining process, but a strike would be detrimental. The union and district have been in talks since the teacher's last contract expired in June. A strike would be the first in the district's history. Portland Public Schools previously said meeting the teacher's demand on pay and smaller class size would cost the district approximately $200 million, something the the governor acknowledges. In sports, Corey Seager hit a two-run home run in the third inning to give the Texas Rangers a commanding 3-0 lead, and they never looked back, taking a 3-1 World Series Game 3 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks in Phoenix last night. The Rangers are now the first team in Major League Baseball history to win nine consecutive road games in the postseason, overcoming injuries to Maine players Max Scherzer and Adolis Garcia to take a 2-1 series lead. The teams return to Arizona's Chase Field for Game 4 tonight. It's the second of three consecutive games at the D-backs' homes, with the Rangers now confidently eyeing a 10-straight road win and taking another step closer to their first World Series title. When most people think of Halloween, the first images that come to mind are children dressed up in scary costumes going door to door to collect candy as many houses as possible. When I say Halloween, Patrick, I say if you can look over your shoulder and see the Halloween morning that we have out our window right now. It is absolutely incredible. So if you've been inside your house, just take a quick look outside because you don't want to wow. miss this morning. Is that incredible? God did good work today. <laughs> On Halloween, it must be a holy day indeed. Well, in the end of the night, delighted kids empty their loot out on the floor and begin the feasting that often ends up with stomachache and a trip to the dentist perhaps not long after. What it evolved into in the United States, however, is not how Halloween began. The word Halloween is a Scottish shortening of the phrase a hallow even, literally meaning a holy evening. It dates back to the 18th century. The English have a similar phrase, All Hallows Eve, with the same meaning. Both words denote the night before All Saints Day, November 1st, and refer to the celebration of the holy men and women who are recognized in the Catholic Church as residing in heaven. Along with its celebration, All Saints Day was given special vigil mass the night before. That's tonight, which leads to that date being regarded by Catholics as a holy evening. In addition to All Saints Day, the church established November 2nd as All Souls Day, dedicated to praying for the souls in purgatory. On this day, Catholics pray for their deceased relatives and friends visiting cemeteries to remember those who are no longer on this earth. It is with this celebration that many local traditions were created and became mingled with the festivities of All Hallows' Eve when immigrants started establishing themselves in the U.S. So all of these different traditions revolving around All Saints and All Souls Days were mixed together in the United States when immigrants started to uh, intermarry and combine customs. The celebration, though, of Halloween spread throughout the country during the 20th century, quickly became a secular community activity that was devoid of its Christian's origins. Then, of course, the businesses get involved, recognizing 
the profitability of the holiday started to promote in their advertisements, taking over a day in a similar way to the celebration of Christmas. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On a Wednesday at 9 a.m. begins the All Saints Day Retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center in Beaverton. It's going to be a good one. That's right, especially with Retreat Master Archbishop Emeritus John Vlasny. $40 per person includes a wonderful lunch and the hospitality from the sisters like none others. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, we're celebrating our triduum of All Hallows' Eve, and uh, we will continue our conversation with Father Carney and the devotion to the Holy Face after we check that uh, soggy forecast just ahead. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 743 at Mantra Day Radio, looking at a beautiful day today. Look at it out there right now. Cotton candy skies, going to give way to lots of sunshine this afternoon. High 58, 
Then it turns on a dime. 30% chance of rain tonight should be rolling in after midnight. Cloudy with a low 43. 50% chance of rain tomorrow. We could see up to a quarter inch of rain tomorrow. So That's a lot of water. Enjoy that beautiful sky today and the sunshine this afternoon because it's going to change. Currently, it is 43 degrees at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. And it's a chilly 34 degrees at St. Matthew Parish in Hillsboro. I am continuing now my conversation with Father Lawrence Carney. Father Carney has a new book out, The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. It is out by Tan Books, and Father Carney is joining me again today as we continue our discussion about this incredible devotion. Well, Father Carney... October was dedicated to the Holy Rosary. And, well, as many things are, the Rosary is deeply connected to this devotion. Explain how and what ways. Absolutely. So the Rosary is a very powerful devotion. <clears throat> and if someone prays the Rosary with all the decades a day, the soul has the opportunity to meditate on those beautiful mysteries. And it takes a while to say it. Now, I have found in these times that people really need to consider making total consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary, according to St. Louis de Montfort's True Devotion. That book is really deep, and it's so much for our times. And I find when people understand how important it is to go to Our Lady, it's through Mary that we come to Jesus, because that's how Jesus was sent to us through her. That's the most humble way. It's the most sure way. And when we consecrate ourselves to her as slaves, we dedicate all of our property, all of our graces, all of our goodness to her so she can be the treasurer, because she's going to be better than anybody else can do. And so she, I'm convinced, has led me to a deeper devotion to Jesus Christ, which has led me to this particular deep devotion to the Holy Face. And so I think that having the rosary next to the Holy Face prayers is something extremely powerful. Because in these latter times, you know, coming from the French school back in the 17 and 1800s, St. Louis de Montfort was one of those people from the French school there in Paris. They had this school of devotion to Our Lady. And this isn't something that the Church just has come about and then it goes away. Well, no, it's important. Because evil's so bad in order to crush the head of the serpent in these times, we need souls that are completely dedicated to Our Lady, protected under her mantle, and protected underneath her spouse, the Holy Spirit, to lead us to the face of Jesus that can really do a lot of damage to the kingdom of Satan. Father Carney, as now we move into the month of November, we have the beautiful Feast of All Saints Day. And there are saints that you talked about how we we have roadmaps and we have guides in the saints. And there are saints who also had a very beautiful dedication to the Holy Face. So who are some of these important players that we know that we can rely on as we enter into this dedication of the Holy Face? There's a number of saints. There's St. Michael the Archangel, whose name is Who is Likened to God. His very name is a name of reparation. There's even St. Dismas, the Good Thief, who, while the crucifixion was happening, he was one who spoke out and made reparation as he was dying, and he was promised paradise. 
And then there's St. Veronica, who broke through the mob to console the face of Jesus. So we have now a mob that's trying to take away our holy sacrifice of the Mass, and we need to break through that mob spiritually in a mystical combat like she did and not fear what you know could counterattack us. Then there's St. Jude, who didn't want to be mistaken from Judas the traitor, so he is known to carry an image, a big image, of the face of Jesus, so he would be understood as the apostle who was faithful to Jesus. Then there's St. Martin of Tours, who was that holy bishop in the 4th century in France, Tours, France, who was a Roman soldier, who raised three people from the dead. We've adopted him, St. Martin of Tours, underneath our little pious association called the League of St. Martin, because my birthday's November 11th, which is his feast day. And he's the one that was responsible for bringing together Sister Mary St. Peter and Venerable Leopold into tours where the devotion to the Holy Face, as we know it in the Archconfraternity, has been established. There's St. Augustine, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Gertrude the Great, Julian of Norwich. St. Veronica of Giuliani is a very obscure saint. Um, about four, three or four years ago in Italy, she went to hell many times and suffered the Passion, and she predicted that the instruments of the Passion would be written on her heart after she died. So they looked at her heart, did a biopsy, and they saw that there were the symbols of the implements used to torture Jesus. Then there's Blessed Pope Pius IX, Blessed Basamaru, who, who started Notre Dame. And then there's Archbishop Napoleon Joseph Perche, one of the archbishops of New Orleans, and Pope Leo XIII, and there's even some modern saints like St. Catana Catanozo, who had a great devotion to the Holy Face. He, he was a priest in the mid-1900s in Italy. So this is just a, a small touch of the all the saints. But lastly, I want to mention that the Vela Veronica was given to St. Clement by Veronica, who was the third or fourth pope. And all the popes kept it. And I think it was Pope Gregory converted the Pantheon into a church. And all the relics of the saints were put into there. I mean, many of them. And they, many times they put the Vela Veronica in there. And May the 13th would be the feast day that they would bring out the Vela Veronica. And sometimes they would bring out this veil in times of battle and put it in the front to be victorious over against the enemies of Catholicism. But May 13th is so important because, guess what? That's the day when Our Lady of Fatima exactly. started her apparitions for six months, ending on October the 13th, 1917. Wow, Father Carney, <laughs> just listening to that litany of saints, sometimes feel alone, but just hearing that, we know that God never leaves us alone, and the lives of these saints will just, they will walk with us. All we have to do is ask for their intercession to walk with us and help us focus our attention. And boy, it is just wonderful to know that this beautiful dedication, the Holy Faith, well, it is something, it's a gift, right? It's a gift for all of us. We just have to enter. It's like a gift from God that says, 
this is the way to do this. And so, Father Carney, I just really appreciate all of your time today, kind of letting us know a little bit more about your book. As we end our discussion today, will you end us in prayer and your priestly blessing? Sure. Let's end with the Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Dominus Vobiscum, cum spiritu tuo. Benedictus omnipotentis, patri, et fili, spiritus antichinit, super, vos et maniat semper. Amen. Amen. And again, that is Father Lawrence Carney. So the name of the book, The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. It is out by Tan Books. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Tan Books, to Father Carney's book. Purchase a copy for yourself. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com, and you'll find it on the Hail Mary media app. 753 at the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And you know, the holidays are coming up. And if you've got people coming in, you probably have space at a premium around your place. Got an idea how you can create a lot more space? If you have a used car, boat, truck, or RV, hey, Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation place can take that right off your hands, create all that space around your house, and you could possibly get a tax deduction before the end of the year. You can check out all of the cool activities with that online, materdayradio.com. It's real simple. We'll take care of every, all the details. All you got to do is provide the vehicle, and we'll do all the rest. Check it out, materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through All Source Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Christopher Minutes. Thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. There is one site that never fails to fascinate six-year-old Finn Daly of West Hartford, Connecticut. An American flag blowing in the breeze. The youngster has both Down syndrome and autism. And during walks with his parents and sister, the flag outside Todd Disk's home captured his attention so much that Finn would sit on the ground and stare at it. As reported by CBS News, Disk so appreciated Finn's attention that he built the boy a small bench, painted the words Finn's Bench on it, and left it by the tree for the Daly family to discover. 
They were all surprised and thrilled. Finn's mom, Brooke, said, Things like this really restore your faith in humanity. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Day Radio or anytime on MatoDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio with Pat and Brenda. And just ahead, mm, sorry to say, it looks like gas prices might be going up again. What? Just as soon as they go down, they go back up. I'm we'll not going to let you. Detail. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you do that story. <laughs> and Patrick, is it okay for Catholics to go trick-or-treating? Well, we'll go right to the source in Catholic Answers, and I'll tell you what they've got to say. Uh, you'll hear about that right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Happy Halloween, everyone. On this All Hallows' Eve, we will be talking about an early Christian martyr. St. Quentin of Vermont was born of noble blood in the city of Rome sometime in the early 200s. Filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit, he and 11 other apostles were sent from their beloved Rome to Gaul in order to spread the gospel. Splitting up their group so that they could cover more ground, each of them went into a different region. Quentin ended up in Amiens, where his faith set ablaze the hearts of the people. Through constant prayer and works of mercy, he ministered to everyone he came in contact with. According to legend, he healed paralytics, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, and cured countless other afflictions, all by simply making the sign of the cross. So powerful was his witness that news of him reached Rictioveris, the Roman prosecutor who had been placed in charge of the region. Christians were heavily persecuted by Rome during this time. So when it was discovered that Quentin was converting the people of France by performing miracles, he was seized and thrown into prison. Laden with chains, Quentin was brought before Rictioveris, who questioned him as a fellow Roman. How does it happen that you of such high nobility have given yourself up to so superstitious a religion, a folly that you adore an unfortunate man crucified by other men? Quentin replied, It is sovereign nobility to adore the creator of heaven and earth and to obey willingly his divine commandments. What you call folly is supreme wisdom. What is there that is wiser than to recognize the unique true God and to reject with disdain the counterfeits, which are mute, false, and deceiving? When it became clear that Quentin would not be swayed by bribes or threats, Rictioveris had him tortured on the rack and flogged. But the saint prayed for strength to bring glory and honor to God and remained unbroken by his torments. The guards themselves found that they no longer had strength to strike him, so he was sent back to prison. Late at night, an angel visited Quentin and freed him from his chains, telling him to go out and preach in the city. Quentin obeyed and boldly went about the city proclaiming the glory of Christ crucified. When the guards discovered that he had escaped with the doors still locked and found him preaching in the city, their hearts were converted. But Rictioveris was furious. Quentin was seized again and brought before the tribunal, this time accused of sorcery. Standing before them, he courageously proclaimed, if by persevering in my faith, I am put to death by you, I will not cease to live in Jesus Christ. This is my hope. I maintain it with confidence. 
He was then subjected to the most horrifying tortures imaginable. And when he would not die, he was eventually beheaded, but not before praying that God would receive his spirit. Today, St. Quentin is highly honored in France, where they named a beautiful city after him. May we learn by his example and come to trust so wholly in Christ's love for us that we remain unbroken by the evils of the world. St. Quentin of Vermont, pray for us. is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints, especially for All Saints Day coming up, please go to Mater Day Radio. You can also download the free Hail Mary media app. Again, details, materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news, numerous suspects were arrested and several cars were towed after police investigated a frenzy of street takeovers in Portland that shut down traffic late Sunday night. Portland police responded to illegal street takeover events near the Expo Center at the intersection of Marine Drive and Martin Luther King Boulevard near the Moda and Lloyd Center and on the top deck of the Fremont Bridge, which connects I-5 South to 405 and Highway 30. PPB said it was unable to immediately compile how many arrests were made or how many cars were towed because of Sunday night street takeover arrest. Uh, Patrick, I take that 405 bridge every day, and I've seen those those marks in the top deck. I, that's so dangerous because you get a little loose there on the top of the bridge. <sighs> It's a long way down. It, it's it's just unfathomable that that can happen up on that bridge, a major interstate, and it's a takeover. It really yep. is, yeah. As the Israel-Hamas conflict enters its third week, the Catholic Church in Jerusalem continues to raise its prayers to God for peace. On Friday, in the context of the Day of Prayer, Fasting, and Penance for Peace, called by Pope Francis, the Franciscan friars returned to celebrate the way of the cross on the Via Della Rosa after it had been held in a church for two weeks for security reasons. The procession was the only sign of life in a Jerusalem emptied of tourists and pilgrims and patrolled by security forces. The event brought together people in the local church to speak with one voice, one of peace despite the diverse sensitivities within the local Christian community. Cardinal Pizabala, the Latin patriarch of Jerusalem, was present. And a few days ago, he wrote a letter to his diocese urging every Christian to have the courage of love and peace, despite the evil ravaging the world. Against the constant backdrop of the roar of war planes and the sweltering heat of the day, the Christians of Jerusalem walked together on the Via Della Rosa, physically tracing the path of peace. Participants read Bible passages, sang hymns, and prayed the words that Pope John Paul II wrote for World Day of Peace in 2002, a few months after the 9-11 attacks. The famous passage of that message stood out, No peace without justice, no justice without forgiveness. And related to that, the World Bank reported on Monday that oil prices could be pushed into uncharted waters if the violence between Israel and Hamas widens, which could result in increased food prices worldwide. The World Bank's Commodity Markets Outlook found that while the effects on oil prices should be limited if the conflict doesn't expand, the outlook would darken quickly if the conflict escalated. The attack on Israel by the militant organization Hamas and the ensuing Israeli military operation against Hamas has raised fears of a wider Mideast conflict. 
Kaiser Permanente Management and its Washington staffers have agreed on a tentative contract after months of negotiations, avoiding the strike that was set to start at the beginning of November the deal hadn't been reached. The new four-year contract still has yet to be voted on by the state's roughly 3,000 Kaiser workers. The new agreement would offer local Kaiser workers competitive wages, excellent benefits, generous retirement income plans, and valuable job training opportunities that support their economic well-being. The Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions, which includes workers in California, Colorado, Oregon, Virginia and Washington, D.C., has representative staffers in national contract negotiations beginning in mid-October. The national tentative deal was reached after a three-day strike involving 75,000 workers throughout the country, including some in southwest Washington. Well, they've broken the ice. The Portland Trailblazers have gotten their first win of the season. The Blazers received 22 points from Jeremy Grant and a career-high 23 rebounds from DeAndre Anton during a 99-91 win north of the border at the Toronto Raptors last night. It's the Blazers' first win in the new season post-Damian Lillard. Portland did just enough to overcome Toronto, scoring 60 points in the paint to win the game. It also helped that the Raptors just shot 13.8% from the three-point arc. That's really bad. The Blazers' road swing continues tomorrow night in Detroit as they take on the Pistons. But win number one under okay. the belt. Okay, let's see if we can string a few of those together. So the question for this evening, many families and parents kind of grapple with this, is is it okay Or is it against Catholic teaching to pass out candy to children on Halloween Mm. night? Right. So what do we do about this? Well, I went straight to the source of Catholic answers. Peggy Fry, she's got an answer for us. So she says the church has placed no restrictions on the celebration of Halloween. Contrary to what many people think, All Hallows' Eve is not an evil pagan festival. It is actually a centuries-old Christian feast celebrated on the evening preceding All Saints' Day in commemoration of all the saints in heaven, known and unknown. In preparation for the evening vigil, people would fast and pray and celebrate Christ's victory over death. Although the secularized version of Halloween has lost the focus on the true meaning of this feast, activities such as passing out candy, dressing up in costumes, even carving pumpkins and all the other accoutrements of Halloween should not be viewed as evil. You are free to take part in Halloween festivities or not. But if you do... It's good to keep in mind that the church calls us to act as witnesses of the gospel and to guard against committing any offenses against the truth. My rule in our household is, yes, let's go trick-or-treating, but uh, nothing grotesque or gruesome. Uh, I would get a little upset sometimes when I see what some little kids are Mm -hmm. coming to my house. That's not what this feast day is about. Dress up all like you want, just you're not going to be anything bloody, scary, or gruesome. It's a special time of year, really, as we enter into the Triduum of All Hallowtide. That's what that's what we're doing. So the first part of that, Triduum meaning three, is Halloween, then All Saints, All Souls. And you can also celebrate for a whole week from November 1st through the 8th with the All Hallows Octave. 
Really? Yeah. So you could make this a, a prolonged celebration over the course of a week. So I don't think it's really we should just focus on the Halloween aspect. Let's look at it as a full celebration, at least of the triduum of of this this celebration. And you know, it's it's not something to be fearful of. It, it's it's but it's not also something to celebrate the gruesome side, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But uh, we should you know remember those that have gone before us and know that we're going to follow and and the good examples that have been set try to follow those a great way to do that to download the free hail mary media app because the library of prayers especially that we can do during this time of the year you got them all right there at your fingertips it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community and coming up on wednesday at 12 30 until four o'clock it is family eucharistic adoration happening at holy rosary church here in portland holy rosary is offering a weekly family friendly time of adoration to encourage our youngest catholics to learn how to spend time before the blessed sacraments and families don't worry if you only can get in there and get them to sit still for five minutes well next time Maybe it'll be six minutes. Just got to get him used to it. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it's a beautiful start to this morning. What an incredible pink sky we saw earlier, but that is going to change tonight. We are going to get a little bit wet. We'll check the weather. Plus, Monsignor John Syak is here with a wonderful homily highlight. We got that just ahead for you after the weather check. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the holy souls in purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is a 
811 here at Mater Day Radio. Cold start to this Halloween morning. Clouds begin to roll in today, but trick-or-treaters should be dry this evening. By lunchtime, we're at a cool 52 degrees and afternoon temperatures in a top out just kind of close to 60 degrees. Overnight, clouds going to keep lows to the lower 40s. Then tomorrow, bring on the rain. Temperatures hitting about 58 degrees. And it looks like we have the possibility of rain every single day into next week from here on out. (laughs) Well, I will enjoy my afternoon walk today in the sunshine because it's going to be a while before I get the next one in. 33 chilly degrees right now in downtown Eugene at St. Mary's Catholic Church. And 35 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Kelso, Washington. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And a portion of today's homily highlight offered today from Monsignor John Syak, pastor at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. Every Mass is the opportunity to hear Jesus speak to you and to me. In fact, one of the best ways to be able to listen to the Word of God is with my life as it is. What what am I struggling with? What's confusing? What's difficult? Let's listen with those ears because Jesus is going to speak to that. And when when I hear that word that strikes my heart, then we can let the other words rest, right? Stay with that word. And so here's how the the dynamic works in the liturgy of the word. We have the first reading. Where is that from? I'm not going to call on anyone, but it's usually from the Old Testament, except one season out of the year, Easter, when we're going to hear from Acts of the Apostles. But the Old Testament, that is the word that is preparing the way for the Messiah. The word that is, that is, that is uh, foreshadowing. The word that is, that is uh, indicating the Savior that is to come. And then we have the responsorial song. And what is that? But now it's time for the bride to respond to the word that was just spoken. And so we sing, we chant as a way of reflecting on the word that has just been spoken to us with God's own word that he gives us in the Psalms, which are song lyrics, right? And so we chant them. And it's kind of a beautiful thing to think about when we do in the sacred music here is that the origins of sacred music go way back even into the temple worship. So even the music that we are using to chant the Psalms is coming from, from that far back. And then we have a second reading. The second reading is is a reading from the New Testament outside of the Gospels. And what is that? But that is reflecting back upon the main event, which is the coming of the Messiah, the Savior. So the Old Testament is preparing. The New Testament outside the Gospels is reflecting back. And then, when that is done, we stand. Why do we stand? We stand because now we're coming to the climax of the proclaimed word, which is the words of Christ himself, the Gospels. That's the center of the Bible. That's, that's the, the Gospels is where all other scripture is pointing towards. And there we're going to hear Christ himself speak to his bride. And so we stand because the Gospel are the words of liberation, that we stand as freed people, 
from the tyranny of sin and death because of what Christ has done for us. And, and we can even, at the 11 o'clock Mass, we even process with the book of the Gospels, right, with incense and candles, and to sing the Alleluia, which is the hymn of praise for what God has done for us. And then when, then when you, when you, um, when you, when we uh, introduce the gospel, right, the Lord be with you and with your spirit, or reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, what do we do? Glory to you, O Lord. What are we doing this for? You ever think about it? We are make, saying a prayer at that moment. We are saying, Lord, may your word be in my mind, on my lips, and in my heart. That is our desire, is that that word of God begins to do define us, right? It, it shapes our thoughts and our desires. It become, his, his words become our words. And the, and the deacon or the priest even signs the book of the gospel with, with that, and then we incense the gospel. And then we proclaim the, the, the gospel's proclaimed, but before that, if you notice, the deacon gets a blessing from the priest. That's also a prayer. And what does the priest say to him or the bishop if he's here? May the Lord be in your heart and on your lips that you may proclaim his gospel worthily and well. Right? Because we're not worthy to, to proclaim the, the words of Christ, to stand in the place of Christ the head to speak to the bride. What we need is grace in that. It's a, it's a, it's a prayer of humility. And then at the end, the deacon or the priest kisses the book of the Gospels. And there he says another prayer there. May the words of the Gospel wipe away our sins. Or if the, if the bishop is here, the, the deacon takes the book of the Gospel to the bishop for, for, for the kissing of the, of the Gospel. Right? It shows that tenderness, that intimacy of the encounter with, his, with the Word. And so the proclaimed Word of God is to enter into us, our soul, our body, and begin to heal, to save, to recreate us. Right? The letter to the Hebrews says, for the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, even, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So you think of the, of the Word of God as a sword that cuts into us. Why? To open us up. Because the intimacy with the Lord is about to get a lot more intimate. But we need His Word to cleave us open. And sometimes that Word is a word of consolation. Sometimes it's a challenging word. But every time, it is a saving word. And so the scripture begins its movement towards becoming sacrament of the word becoming flesh. And so the mass and this, this proclamation of the word is supposed to Christify us, to render us more like Christ because of the penetration of his word into our souls. And if we get distracted, the key is simply to gently bring your attention back. Don't, don't get upset with yourself. Just gently bring your attention back to the encounter with the proclaimed word. And then 
at the end of the Liturgy of the Word, after the Gospel, the Gospel is kind of the peak of, of, the, of the Liturgy of the Word. Then we have the homily, which is hopefully a way of connecting what we have heard or something about the Mass to our daily life to understand it more deeply, to draw out some significance. The Word of God is infinite in meaning, and so the key is to simply focus in on, on one particular aspect at a time. And this is not the priest's personal opinion or his word, but it is to be a, a word of the church, of right doctrine. And then, after the homily, we stand again for the creed. And this is a beautiful part of this, is that having heard the word of God being spoken to us all the way to Christ himself, the risen Christ, speaking to us his words from the gospel, we stand as the members of his body, of his bride, and we give back to him the faith of the church. This is, this is, this, this is the word of the bride to the bridegroom. With the faith, with the, with the right faith, and we recite the Nicene Creed, and, uh, and this creed was hard fought. There was suffering to bring it about. There was struggle, because from the very beginning, there's always been those, even within the church, that have the wrong understanding of Scripture. What, what the creed is, is this is, the, this is the correct understanding of what Scripture says. Because it's not a question about what Scripture says, about what it means. This is what it means. And so, having heard the Word of God, the bride responds with the faith of the church. Right. And, 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 this, and this creed, which is from the fourth century, you can think of all those believers down through the ages and those who've suffered and died for the faith, for this creed, and that we ourselves are to be personally involved in the proclamation of that creed, that this is my faith, that I say as a, as a, a single member of Christ, but united with all those others who are, who are saying that as well. And then we conclude with the universal prayer. That is the petition of the church. Because as members of Christ's mystical body, we have a responsibility for the world. And so we pray for the church, the world, those in need, interceding with our divine bridegroom. So that's the liturgy of the word. And now it disposes us to what comes next. Because the whole dynamic of the Mass is this. The Word is not content to remain the Word. The Word becomes flesh. The Word, that we are to become the reality of what the Word is saying, but now the Word is going to make himself present here to, to enter into a renewal of the covenant his marital covenant with his bride, the church, in a one flesh union in the Eucharist. Like I said, the intimacy is about to get much deeper. This is why we need to engage in the liturgy of the word, to let his word open us up and to define us. Because we're made for love. We're made to live these two commandments, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves. And Mass is the privileged encounter with the God of love. 
And the liturgy of the word draws us into that transformative love. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor John Syak, pastor at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. Now, that was just a portion of his full homily. The priest had so much to say, such a powerful gospel reading this week. So on today's podcast, I will include a link to where you can see and listen to all of Monsignor Syak's full homily. You'll find that at materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Archbishop Alexander Sample invites you to attend a special pilgrimage to Rome to visit the heart of the church and celebrate vocations to the priesthood and religious life. This 11-day pilgrimage from September 25th through October 5th, 2024, will include stops in Siena, Florence, Assisi, and Orvieto. Pilgrims will experience private guided tours and have the opportunity to visit magnificent churches, holy places, museums, and Roman ruins. Pilgrims will also get to attend the diaconate ordination of American seminarians at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome with Archbishop Sample presiding, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For more information, visit our website, archdpdx.org rome archdpdx.org slash Rome. Thank you and God bless you. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our leadership circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our leadership circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pat and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend and an explosive afternoon in Corvallis at the campus of Oregon State. We'll have details on that just ahead. And yes, kids, Halloween is a Catholic holiday. And I'll tell you about the Catholic origins of this beautiful feast day. All that coming up in three minutes. Here's Taylor Tripodi. Be glorified. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Sad 
Souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mater Day Radio, Taylor Trabodi, and Be Glorified. It's 8.30. In your news this hour, in the Catholic Church, the first days of November are an important time for remembering those who have come and gone before us, both the holy men and women who are canonized saints in heaven and our departed loved ones, we hope and pray, are also partaking in the beatific vision. At the Vatican, Pope Francis will mark this holy and significant season with prayer and two liturgies. On the Solemnity of All Saints Day, November 1st, Pope Francis will give a short
Florida dress and the lead the Angelus from a window overlooking St. Peter's Square. It is the Pope's custom to lead an Angelus on holy days of obligation. Since All Saints Day falls on a Wednesday this year, Pope Francis will not hold his usual weekly general audience. For All Souls Day, November 2nd, he will continue his recent customs of holding a mass at a cemetery to pray for the dead. Since 2016, Pope Francis has celebrated mass at five different cemeteries in or near Rome. For 2023, Pope Francis will return to a cemetery to mark All Souls Day. He will preside over a Mass at 10 a.m. at the Rome War Cemetery, which contains 426 Commonwealth burials from the Second World War. The following morning on November 3rd, Pope Francis will preside over a Mass in St. Peter's Basilica for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict XVI and the Archbishop's bishops and cardinals who have died in the previous year. An unusual situation unfolded yesterday afternoon near the campus of Oregon State University in Corvallis. An explosion took place, the college announced in a social media post yesterday afternoon. A 22-year-old man was injured and taken to the hospital, police said. The man's not a student at the school, according to authorities. The explosion happened in the 1300 block of Campus Way at McNary Field around 2.30 yesterday afternoon, police said. You may recall that last Tuesday, university officials warned students about a possible bomb threat via food delivery robots that crisscrossed the campus. Authorities are still investigating yesterday's incident and any possible connection. A man has been arrested for allegedly knocking a parishioner unconscious inside a San Francisco Catholic church and throwing pipe bombs at a patrol car during a car chase, authorities said Monday. 42-year-old Concord man was arrested Sunday by California Highway Patrol officers east of San Francisco following a 30-minute pursuit. The San Francisco Police Officers Association said on X Sunday evening that there had been an assault at Saints Peter and Paul Church in North Beach. Archdiocesan spokesman Peter Barlow told Catholic News Agency that the incident began after an individual received Holy Communion but did not consume the host. There was a visiting person also in attendance who stood up and confronted the person and told him, You can't leave the church without consuming the host. The archdiocese said man got angry, punched him and ran out of the church. The man pulled a knife as he left the church and led officers who had responded to a 911 calls on a car chase through city streets. City Supervisor Aaron Peskin told San Francisco Standard that police said the man set off a pipe bomb during the pursuit incident before subsequently igniting a Molotov cocktail. There were no injuries, though, in the pursuit, and the suspect was apprehended by the San Francisco Police Department. That is just um, hard to fathom that that could occur in mass and then outside on the street uh, and and then with the explosive devices boggles the mind. It really does. What a frightening situation. They did also say in the article that the parishioner, the person, the visiting person who was there at mass, who confronted him initially, uh, knocked unconscious from the initial blow, was treated by paramedics who arrived and just fine. 
Well, according to a recently compiled report based on U.S. Census numbers, both Bend, Oregon and Vancouver, Washington are among the fastest growing cities in the entire United States. In the list of 344 fast growing cities in the U.S., Bend ranked 50th with a growth rate of 8% over the past five years, according to the financial company Smart Asset. Vancouver came in 40th on the list with a growth rate of 9.4%, the fastest growing city in the Pacific Northwest between 2017 and 2022. Other Oregon cities included on the list include Salem, Eugene, and Gresham. Meanwhile, here in Portland, we saw a population decline of 0.9% over that period. Well, faced with a potential teacher strike that could close the largest school district in the state, Oregon Governor Tina Kotek said she expects both sides to do everything possible in the next 48 hours to figure it out. If Portland Public Schools and the Portland Association of Teachers don't reach a deal by Wednesday, 81 schools in the Portland area could close, taking about 45,000 students out of the classroom just over two months into the school year. Governor Kotek, speaking after a meeting of her task force to improve Portland's center city core, said she respects the collective bargaining process, but a strike would be detrimental. About 4,000 teachers affiliated with the Portland Association of Teachers are preparing to strike. A strike would be the first in the district's history. In sports, Corey Seager hit a two-run home run in the third inning to give the Texas Rangers a commanding 3-0 lead, and they never looked back, taking a 3-1 World Series Game 3 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks in Phoenix last night. The Rangers are now the very first team in Major League Baseball history to win nine consecutive road games in the postseason, overcoming injuries to main players Max Scherzer and Alvarez Garcia to take a 2-1 series lead. Teams get back in action tonight for Game 4 back in Phoenix and uh, another win by the Rangers, and they only need one more to wrap it up. But Phoenix gets back in, Arizona wins, they're all tied up again. Okay. When most people think of Halloween, the first images that come to mind are children dressed up in scary costumes going door to door to collect candy from as many houses as possible. At the end of the night, delighted kids empty their loot on the floor, begin on feasting that often ends up with a few stomach aches. My kids started the bargaining and trading process once (laughs) they got home. Well, what evolved into in the United States, however, is not how Halloween began at all. The word Halloween is a Scottish shortening of the phrase All Hallow Even, literally meaning a holy evening. And dates back to the 18th century, the English have a similar phrase, All Hallows Eve, with the same meaning. Both words denote the night before All Saints Day and refer to the celebration of the holy men and women who are recognized in the Catholic Church as residing in heaven. Along with its celebration, All Saints Day was given a special vigil mass the night before, which led to that date being regarded by Catholics as a holy evening. And in addition to All Saints Day, the church established November 2nd as All Souls Day, dedicated to praying for the souls in purgatory. 
Now, on this day, Catholics pray for their deceased relatives and friends. It is with this celebration that many local traditions were created and became mingled with the festivities of All Hallows Eve when immigrants started establishing themselves in the United States and intermarriages also started to blend these traditions. So the celebration of Halloween spread throughout the country, but then quickly became a secular community activity. Businesses then recognized the profitability of the holiday and started to promote it in their advertisements, taking over the day, similar in a way to the celebration of Christmas. But we get a triduum. We, I, I love yeah. this. A tri- we know of the Easter triduum, of course, but there's a kind of a triduum of celebrations here, too. Yeah, the All Hallowtide triduum, which starts with Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day. So you get those three days. But then starting tomorrow, we actually enter into an octave that lasts from the 1st through the 8th, the octave of All Hallow uh, Eve. So, uh, yeah, so it's actually a, a big celebration, a, almost a week-long celebration, if you want to make it that. So don't just focus on the Halloween part of it. Celebrate the whole thing. All right. I'll hold out so, my favorite candy banquet. bar every night, eight of them. <laughs> I'll get them ready. There you go. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Winner, winner, sausage and kraut dinner. On Saturday at 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., it is the 89th annual Verbort Sausage and Kraut Festival happening out in Forest Grove. Come join the 89 years of handmade sausage, sauerkraut, and applesauce made solely by hundreds of community volunteers and generations of families that have been in Verbort for over 150 years. All the proceeds go to Visitation Parish and a portion provides a subsidy for parish children who attend Visitation Catholic School. Mm. That sounds good. You're talking my language there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and remember, you can find all the details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. You can also access it on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, we've got some uh, tasty weather in store this afternoon, and then it all changes, gets a little bit damp. And Sarah's got some tasty treats for us. Our digital media expert is here to check in next. It's a Tech Tuesday at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. When Father James Keller founded the Christophers in 1945, he chose as our prayer the beautiful words attributed to Francis of Assisi. I'd like to share them with you now. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. 
This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. 843 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Beautiful day in store for today, partly sunny, high up to 58 this afternoon. And then it turns. 30% chance of rain tonight after midnight. Cloudy with a low of 43. 50% chance of rain tomorrow. Could turn foggy in the afternoon. And up to a quarter inch of rain expected tomorrow. So enjoy Hmm. that sunshine this afternoon because it's going to be the last of it for a while. All right. Currently 40 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 35 at St. Michael in Sandy. Every Tuesday, Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager, joins us live in studio to talk about some great things coming into your inbox this afternoon. Today, she joins us dressed as the uh, main character from the Barbie movie. It is Sarah Kenzie joining us this morning. <laughs> Good morning. It matches my can outfit. Uh, <laughs> but we did get the memo of the we stripes. We did the stripes. Yeah, Patrick said... Patrick didn't do the stripes today. He's No, he's dressed up as Crimson Tide. Oh. No, mar- a martyr. He's red. a martyr. Red. Right. Ah, okay. St. Dennis. I know. You're not an Alabama fan, I don't think, no, are you? No. No. So we would never... <laughs> that's kind of why I keep telling us that. So uh, in this morning, on this wonderful Halloween morning, it was a beautiful morning, Sarah, and you've made your way in to talk to us today about... What is coming to your inboxes this afternoon? So Patrick and I were talking today about Patrick's introducing us to this idea of the the triduum of these holy days that we get oh, to yes, celebrate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so for today's email too, we're going to be talking about these very beautiful days that we have coming up. You can always learn about the lives of the saints. It's an important to remember on All Saints Day. We celebrate that tomorrow. And wouldn't you know, here at Matra Day Radio... We've got a great show dedicated to the lives of the Mm -hmm. saints. Your next mission from God. Tell our listeners. Yes. So um, as we're coming up on the solemnity of all saints tomorrow, I I wanted to focus on uh, this wonderful show that we have that just focuses on the saints and maybe some blesseds or venerables as well. Um, But Julian Durko's show, Your Next Mission from God. And uh, this episode in particular, uh, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, not specific to just one saint, uh, but it's really examining 
how the saints are really our spiritual family Ooh. and and kind of just shifting our perspective a little bit if maybe you think ah those saints like they're they're fine they're they're cool but i you know i don't relate to them you know or or there's no reason for me to be close to them uh i would suggest maybe going and listening to this episode i I really think that Julie does a great job sharing uh, why the saints really, you know, want to help us along. And, uh, you know, they're, they're our brothers and sisters in heaven, and they want us to get there, too. So uh, go listen to that episode. We'll link that in the email. And then while you're there, you can listen to some past episodes and learn about some specific saints after that. So who's your favorite saint? Oh, that's a hard question. A Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'd say Saint Therese is huh? definitely up there. Uh, I, I mean, I have I have a lot, but yeah, she's probably she's probably one of the top. How about <laughs> you, Brenda? Oh, uh, gosh, you know, I feel like now I'm I'm going with like Saint Monica, huh? maybe the mom praying for her kids. Uh-huh. I don't have fallen away children, but y- you can never pray enough for your children. So I I really appreciate her story. Uh, for sure. And you, Patrick? St. Patrick? No, not well. I mean, that kind of is obvious, too spot on. It's actually a blessed, blessed Miguel Pro. Oh, uh, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, just something about his story and and growing up in Texas, me and that close to Mexico, it just always always inspired me to his bravery. It, it, he was he was a martyr for the faith during the Cristeros War, mm-hmm. and and uh, as he was being executed. His hands out, his like hands Christ. out, Viva Cristo Rey. I mean, he just he went he went praising the Lord with his last words. So I don't. There's something about that. Just I get oh. goosebumps just talking about it. It really inspires me. Me too. So. And what too I love about Julie's show is even in her open when she talks about the saints, she said sometimes <laughs> they got it wrong, yes. even before they got it right. And so they are a model. Just be, they're in heaven and they're holy people, but they are models for every one of us. Because I think here on earth. We get it wrong a lot of times, too, but we always hope to get it right. Sarah Kenzie joining us today to talk about today's email coming to inboxes this afternoon. So there is a prayer. We talked about the Hail Mary media app and what a wonderful resource, especially as we enter into these holy days. Mm-hmm. If you want to pray through the octave prayer for the faithful departed, Mater Day Radio Hail Mary media app is going to be praying for the faithful departed through the month of November. Yeah, so I wanted to highlight a few different ways that you can all participate uh, during the month of November in praying for for those who have died. And so uh, one of these ways is through the Hail Mary Media app. We have a, uh, no, it's a novena, but you're really praying every day throughout November. Um, and so you can just go to the pray section on the app to find that. And you could also sign up for a daily reminder. And this is a little bit different because there isn't, you know, day one, day two, day three. It's actually the days of the week. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. Um, And it just kind of repeats throughout the month. So if you miss a day, the good news is you're like, I don't have to catch up. Just whatever day it is, just go to go to the app. Find, you know, if it's if it's Tuesday, Tech Tuesday, you know, click on Tuesday. Um, And there's a different, slightly different prayer for each day of the week. And um, so you can pray that throughout the entire month. Is that technically a novena? I mean, that's what it was called. Okay, it's it's right. like kind of taking the idea of novena and kind of stretching it gotcha. <laughs> a little okay. bit, I guess. I Maybe it's what you'd say. Um, I also, though, wanted to highlight a couple other ways that uh, you can all participate during this month. Uh, one is uh, also on the app or on our website. You can request prayers. We know that uh, we get so many prayer requests. You can make prayer requests for anything. Um 
for any intention, but especially during this month, if you have the names of loved ones you'd like to share with us, and we have a special time during the day where we actually read those names aloud, and and I know that uh, means a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that can be found through the app, but we'll also link all that in the email. Um, and then finally, I, I also wanted to mention uh, the Mount Calvary and Gethsemane uh, rosary that happens uh, every month. It's kind of a new venture. They've done it the fourth Wednesday of each month. Uh, so later in this uh, month on November 22nd, that's the next one, uh, There's uh, these happen at 1230 at Gethsemane in Happy Valley and 230 uh, at Mount Calvary Cemetery right right here near our studio. So just a couple things coming up that you can uh, really join in and, and pray for, for all those who have died during this month. Well, we had Dan Sarason during the uh, yes. Sharathon, Dan, uh, from mm-hmm. the cemeteries here locally in the Archdiocese of Portland, and he mentioned how many people were participating in the these monthly prayer services and really coming from the radio station. So that's exciting. That's that, awesome. You know, we love we love how we're able to do that, and those prayers we have with the rosary uh, for the intentions of the deceased, so powerful. We hear from so many people that it means so much to them. So, yeah, let us pray for you and your loved ones, too. Just go onto the app or go onto the website and get all signed up for that. And it's such a wonderful time too. So much of our programming centered around the lives of the saints and all saints day. Even our good friend, Terry Ross, his most recent episode talked about a requiem mass that he played and talked through for Mm -hmm. the, the weekend for his show, the glory of the mass. He even added a, a, an extra song in there too, about (laughs) all the saints that you could sing along to, I think was perfect for that episode too. So again, such a wonderful time of year that we can pray for each other pray for our loved ones in heaven and ask the saints pray for us too (laughs) so please when you get your email today open that up and see what we have available for you of course it'll come into your inbox this afternoon sarah thank you again for such a wonderful tech tuesday thank you support for matre radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Dei Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. 
Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. season comes football and tailgating and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 854 at Mater Day Radio and the National Weather Service has just issued a severe weather alert saying that we could see a hydrological event, meaning Whoa. localized flooding could occur, but not until tonight. So we've got a sunny sky this afternoon, high up to 58. Then the rain rolls in after midnight, 30% chance. And again, possibly some localized flooding could occur up to a quarter inch of rain expected through tomorrow with a 50% chance of rain tomorrow. So it's going to get wet. Enjoy that sunshine today. Right now, we've warmed up to uh, 43 here in the Rose City. All right. Very nice. Well, closing out this show today, this is Unspoken with Reason. And we are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. This year's felt like four seasons of winter and you'd give to feel the sun always raging always climbing always second guessing the timing but god has a plan a purpose in this you are his child and don't you forget he put that hunger in your heart he put that fire in your soul his love is the Start to the end, to the end between Don't you dare doubt even for a minute 
What he started in you, yeah, he's gonna finish Put that hunger in your between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio, and that is the reason it's unspoken. 8.58. Wow, this just flew by. It was a quick couple of hours this morning, Patrick. What a day. I'm in that sky. Breathtaking, breathtaking. If you're on social media, I'm sure you have friends. I already have friends that posted that sky from this morning. Incredible. You called it cotton candy morning. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Really, just pink and just fluffy. Mm. Wanted to take a big bite out of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, this evening, well, maybe take a big bite out of a candy bar with those trick-or-treaters. Be safe. Remember, carry your flashlights. Watch for traffic uh, as kids are running and around. And Brenda has full-size candy bars at her at house. At my house, get a full-size <laughs> candy bar. That's right. Save Th- me a Snickers, okay? I might just do that. That's going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Have a very blessed day.